From Slickback Studios headquarters in Brooklyn, New York, Mike Coscarelli, Matt Lajeski, and Adam Foster are The Sports Group. All sports, all men, all right. Sponsored by Falstaff Beer, America's favorite beer for the drive home. And welcome back to the last place on earth where men can be men. It's the heart bumping, fist pumping, cock sucking, motherfucking sports group. I am your host, Mike Coscarelli, joined, as always, in Chicago by Matt Lajeski. Hello, Matt. Hello, hello. It's great to be here uh, in the Canadian wildfire sequel. It's brutal. You guys have it now. More on that in a second. But in Oof. San Diego, California, we're also joined by Adam Foster. Hello, Adam. How are you, you homo? <laughs> hey, Mikey. I got my spin drift here. I'm doing great. <laughs> That's right. We all have our spin drifts, don't we, boys? Matt, which but one are you drinking? different flavors. Which one are you drinking, Matthew? I've got the classic lemon. And Adam? I've got the half brewed tea and lemon. That's right. And I have the grapefruit unsweetened sports group is brought to you by (laughs) Spindrift. A delicious sparkling water with a hint of real fruit juice. Spindrift. Spin it. Love it. Suck it. Fuck it. (laughs) I was going to say, don't just spin. Don't just drift. But yours is way better. Thank you for that. You can tag it, though, and I like that. See, now we're thinking like entrepreneurs in this podcast. Oh, God. We do need to get better with that. Yeah, 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 yeah. So now, you know, spin drift, obviously. Like we're making, we're making a lot of free. money. Yeah. We're making a lot of money, but like we definitely want to be scaling up at this point. Like you yeah. just got an intern, right, Mikey? I did, yeah. He's been making clips for the show. You'll start seeing them soon, audience. They're really, really creative. That's what happens when you hire a 21-year-old. They... uh they love TikTok and they know how to make this stuff. Listen, we got ourselves a talker, okay? And That's right. uh, you know what they say: if you want to go over the top, you need somebody who knows how to use the talk. So right. we are bubbling. We are bubbling right now. That's right. Uh, and to catch you guys up, last week we were off. We were honoring Juneteenth. Uh, you all should have been honoring Juneteenth, and if you weren't, you're a racist. You are a racist, one hundred percent. One hundred percent. Uh, Matt, you guys are now getting the forest fire smoke in Chicago. Is that right? Oh, yeah. It's uh, uh, allegedly the worst air quality in the world. Uh, When I heard that today, I couldn't believe it because in this world is the entire country of China and the entire country of India. Right. And uh, they don't really have too many regulations over there. We got I got I got to call BS on that stat. Uh, Listen, that's what the air quality index says. And the air quality index is on my phone. And I don't quite understand it. But when I go to the weather app, it's there. It says worst air quality in the world. That's what it says on your weather app. uh, Well, (laughs) 
It says air quality 184 unhealthy. Oh, that's not does, Matt. That was nothing. And then and then the, when I look at the map, it is red. No, I mean, listen, it doesn't look like Blade Runner outside. I, I'll say that much. Yeah, dude. In, in New York, when when things were bad, we were in like the 300s, I think, in air quality. So I don't want to hear about your 150 or whatever you have. <laughs> that's child's play. <laughs> yeah. I mean, there was a lot of people wearing masks outside for the the the, the yeah, I mean. Sorry, what? Um, <laughs> it feels, it feels to me like Canada took a shit on New York, and then Chicago just getting like the wind that blew the shit. Like New York got the shit, Chicago well, just getting that aftermath. It's kind of like how culture works, right? It's like New York was first and did it at like a much higher level, and then Chicago was second, and it was like not as interesting. The second city. Yeah, yeah, for sure. So it's, right. it, it it all checks out. It all adds up. <laughs> wow, yeah. I can't believe we solved that right here on the podcast. Listen, <laughs> this is what the, this is what they mean when they say second sh- city about Chicago. Right? Yeah, they, for sure. They get New York sloppy seconds uh, <laughs> yeah. when it comes to fucking pollution. Dis- yeah, disgusting air pollution. Uh, and me, you know, they got me. <laughs> yeah, and you. <laughs> and I'm at, I'm kind of out of my prime. You know, I'm trending down. Yeah. Yeah, isn't it the worst? Um, you know. All right, let's talk a little sports, boys. The reason why oh, we're yeah. here. Also, I just want to say before we start, I missed you guys last week. I, I was, I, uh, I couldn't sleep. Yeah, it was could, a weird uh, week, you know? I didn't yeah. know why. It was withdrawal from not the, having the, group. the sports group in my life. I, uh, I, I was, I was not a happy camper last week, but now I, we're back. I feel you. And it's, it's exciting. Um, so we've had two weeks to watch some baseball. Obviously, our respective teams. I think they're trending in two different directions. Um, The Yankees seem like they're kind of holding it together without Aaron judge. Uh, The Mets are falling apart with their whole roster, pretty much uh, healthy and the way it's supposed to be Uh, in a complete free fall. um, Currently, as we record this one out away from winning a game that would make them four and 17 in their last 21 games. Um, Oof. pretty bad. Um, and Steve Cohen's having a press conference tomorrow. Um, he, he kept it pretty short in a tweet. He just said, I will address the press tomorrow before the game and you'll hear it straight from me. There's all sorts of speculation on what could happen. Could Buck Showalter get fired? Could Billy Epler, the GM get fired? Um, but obviously something's going to happen. I would think, uh, and I noticed today before the Mets Wait. Yeah, I lost you there for a second. Uh, he's completely frozen. My back now? Yeah, you're yeah. back. Okay. Um, I noticed today that the press before the game, all of a sudden, all these quotes were coming out from players in the locker room, Francisco Lindor talking. They they interviewed Billy Epler. I have a feeling something big is going to happen tomorrow at the time we're recording this. Um, and... All of these sources are saying that Buck is safe, which leads me to believe that Billy Epler might not be safe. Um, and as what's, a Mets fan, but is that going to affect like the team at this point? Like, why why would they fire him right away? 
Well, you'd fire him right away because he's going to have to make moves at the trade deadline. And if they're going to fire him in the offseason, why would you let him pick the team for next year or make trades that would affect the team making a run at the end of this year right. or into next year? Yeah, if they think so, he's not competent of pulling that off and, and making moves that could potentially salvage the season, I guess that makes sense. Yeah. So that would that to me makes the most sense, especially if they're I don't think the Bucks should get fired. I think that their bullpen and their pitching staff is just so bad. Um, there's only so much Buck can do. I mean, it, you, you have to play the players that you have. Um, and if their pitching is that bad, you know, you can't really blame the manager, even though the bl- firing the manager is kind of the quick fix, you know. But it's, it's New been, York. It's just how it goes. I was Listening to something uh, about Rodgers today and the potential backlash he'll face if the Jets uh, start off cold. It's one of those things, man, where the New York media, the New York fan base is the most brutal in the business. And when the expectations are this high and they're spending this much money, it's just how it goes. I agree with you. I, you know, listen. There's an old Southern saying, you can't make chicken salad out of chicken shit. And right now, the Mets pitching staff, kind of chicken shit. Uh, you're telling me, man. I watch them every day, and I, I constantly think the same thing. Wow. Do you, what a fucking Do you think wreck. to yourself sometimes what what else you could do with that three hours? Does yeah, that I, do. Your mind? I do. And you know what? I I do. <laughs> and I still can't bring myself to to not watch them. Like if I'm home, if I'm out, I won't really worry about it. I'll check it later and I won't like air. I won't check in on the game. But if I am home and they are playing, they are on there no matter what. Um, and that's just like a, a, a baseball season habit. It's like it's baseball season. They're on. Why wouldn't you watch them? But I, I was talking to my dad about this recently, and obviously we talk about the Mets almost every single day. I really <laughs> do think this is the worst Mets team I've ever seen. There, mm. the, and part of it is the expectations, the biggest payroll, yes. you know. But we'll get to that. They just suck. Like they drop fly balls. They fucking like they throw balls away. That uh, they're they they blow leads like yesterday. You're just watching the game. Verlander had a great outing, and I think he pitched six innings. And then Drew Smith comes in right after he gets suspended from his sticky stuff. His first game back, immediately gives up a two run home run, and the Mets lose. Like it's just this is every day. It's like um, comically bad. It's one of yeah. those things. It, it, it's like so if it, a team sometimes like, a team sucks so bad that they're never even in the games, yeah. and then sometimes a team is good but they're losing to better teams. They're playing well, but the other team plays better. The Mets are in a position to where they're just doing everything they can to blow it constantly. Yep. Every game, what? Adam, this is kind of how they usually historically are. But they the don't Mets have really only have a couple of bright moments in their history. But when, when you're right, but they don't usually have the highest pace uh, payroll in the history of sports when they do that. So it's easy yeah, to live this with. This is just another you... example of incompetence. It's like they're, <laughs> you know, they're trying to do a new thing and they fuck that up too. Like they can't even do, they can't even spend a lot of money good. So you think it's a Mets curse? I just think it's, I mean, a curse, you know, I'm not an old fashioned guy. I think it's a disease. Oh, okay. I got it. <laughs> an illness. <laughs> can we can we stick on this uh this moment of the Mets payroll 
for a second? Yeah, Matt, you, guys you have a stat for me, right? Well, I've got several, yes. Uh, okay. Adam, you mentioned, <laughs> yes, they, the Mets. Mets do have the biggest payroll in all of baseball. Uh, right now, actually, the Mets payroll is more than the GDP of the country Narao and the country Palau. In fact, it's more than Nalau and Palau combined. <laughs> is that real? Wow. That's real. I'm looking at it right now. The Mets payroll is $353 million, and Narao's payroll is $133 million. Oh, and my God. Palau's payroll is $217 million. So wow. you add those two up. Oh, wow. The Mets uh, still are about $50 million more than those two countries. That's not all. Adam, have you been to either of those countries, by the way? Have you ever stayed there? Nalau or Palau? Uh, <laughs> uh, no, unfortunately. No, how's how's Nalau's pitching? Uh, well, Can we make from, my understanding, from my understanding, Nalau, uh, they don't have sports there, from my understanding. They can't afford sports. It's all right. Uh, we started I David mean, Peterson the, tonight. They have can. to have somebody over there better than him. <laughs> Possibly. I also don't. I'm Peterson not had a, really had a sure. Six ERA at Syracuse the, uh, in AAA the last month. Yeah, I'm not. I'm not sure Narao is a real country, but according to uh, WiseVoter.com, they are. Um, so the Mets- WiseVoter.com has not led me the wrong way. Yeah, always accurate. The Mets right now sit at 35 and 43. Yeah. Right. Yep. Which puts them right in between the Pittsburgh. Pirates yep. and the Detroit Tigers. Uh, Pittsburgh payroll of seventy three million, mm-hmm. and Detroit payroll of one hundred twenty two million. Mm-hmm. So the Mets are one hundred fifty million more than those two teams combined. So it's not great for the yeah. Mets. Uh, they're on pace right now, Mike. You know what the, the Mets' record is? Uh, if they continue this pace for the rest of the season, here's my stat that I created. Uh, they're on pace to be 71 and 91. Okay. That sounds right. So that means each win is going to cost them over $5 million. (laughs) How did you calculate that? Dude, that's a good business metric cost per win. Yeah. And that's the spit. That's the stat cost per win. The Mets this year are on pace to have the highest cost per win. In the history of the MLB, they would have to Yeah, yeah. <laughs> now the uh, Rays, who are on pace to have the best record in baseball, yeah, uh, they're on pace to win 108 games. Their payroll is 73 million. The Rays' cost per win is 700 thousand. Wow! So this just goes to show you, Steve Cohen, great inside trader. You know, Not a good businessman, huh? Masterful inside trader. A lot of people say one of the best to ever yeah. do it. But when it comes to running a baseball team, I don't know. Well, it, right. this is the thing. he just yeah. thinks you could throw money at it. He's yeah. he's running it horribly. This guy, this guy can't do shit. Well, speaking of throwing money at it, what's going on with the Yankees, boys? I have Aaron Judge. I, Aaron Judge is now. He has a torn ligament in his in his toe. They could shut him down for the rest of the season, depending on how the Yankees do. How do you feel about it all? When when did you when where are you seeing that they could shut him down for the rest of the season? 
Oh, it's been speculated, my brother. By who? All over New York. I'm not you kidding. And your, you and your dad? <laughs> um, I don't know. Let me, Obviously, let listen. me source that, but I can I can promise you I've I've been hearing that the last day. The last There's been days. speculation. Just like, Daddy, I told him about the speculations. <laughs> um, no, I listen. If Judge ends up leaving for the season, then obviously the Yankees are fucked. You know, we already talked last week about how much better they are with him in. They're you know not a competitive team almost without him. But I will say that all things considered, the Yankees aren't doing bad. Like okay, tonight they're playing the Oakland Athletics. They have to capitalize on this game. Yeah. Um, but their pitching staff's been good in in spite of how bad their hitting's been. And that's without Rodone. I looked it up. They're third in the league in ERA and second in the league in opponent's batting average. So that's promising. They're not doing terribly right now, despite the fact that Judge is out because of their good pitching. So if he comes in, you know, is who he is, maybe Rodone gets healthy. Like they still have a possibility of pulling something together. And they've got a lot of guys that, you know, could get hot at a at they should get fucking hot at some point. Stanton, LeMayhew, Rizzo, Adam. Uh, the are potential, you the potential is there for the Yankees. I mean, I don't think they, I don't think they can make a real run to win the World Series. But the, I mean, yeah, they can make the playoffs. They can, but again, how do we judge the season? Is is that a failure, Adam? If is they, it still yeah. World Series or bust? Definitely still it is still. Yeah. Every year it is. I mean, you know, if judge again, judge is injured, then, you know, all expectations go out the window. But as long as he's like comes back at some point, I think this team can stay afloat. And I think they could put together a run if the right people get hot. They Here's can the be the thing. best team in the league with baseball, though. Right. Like, so. What you're saying about Judge is unfortunately true, right? If he's out for an extended period of time, even or or the rest of the year, God forbid, you know, uh, then they are pretty much cooked. But you're, did I go out? <laughs> your audio went yeah, out, but part, usually, if we if I do this, it just means give it a second; it'll catch up, and then you can. Just keep going. Gotcha. You want me to restart from what I was saying? Yeah, just because I just fucked you got over. It. But no, yeah, no, no. If you, ever, you, if you see me do this, it just yeah. means that you got lag and gotcha. we'll, we'll literally hear the whole thing in like five seconds. Okay. So, yeah, Adam, like you said, if Judge is out for an extended period of time or God forbid the rest of the year, then the Yankees are cooked. So the, the question then is, you can you build a successful baseball team as if one player is essentially your quarterback, like if one guy goes out and then your season is done, like that's not really going to work. Everybody knows that's how the NFL is, but you can't really run a team like that in baseball. I don't think that's what they're doing intentionally. I just think that's what happened as a result of all this, like a lot of disappointment injuries, like judge mostly carried the team. Um, But I think that they have the ability. They they've shown it. They have the ability to be the best team, and their pitching is is good. Like their pitching is top top in the league. Like so, yeah, their hitting isn't great, but their pitching is has been top in the league throughout the season. 
They've got a couple bad contracts too. I mean, you got to do something with Donaldson. You have to figure out what's right. going on over there because he's they got, finally got done. rid of Hicks. Right. And now Hicks is raking in uh, Baltimore. The irony of it all. I mean, some guys just can't play in New York, and that's the way it is. But also some guys pressure. are like, yeah, some guys just are kind of at the end of their rope. And I think that's part of it too. Like, I just don't think there's going to be – I think that Donaldson trade is going to kind of come back to haunt Cashman a little bit. And um, I think, you know, there's not a uh, – what else are you guys going to do? Could you get a third baseman at the at the deadline? This is the thing. The Yankees and the Mets are both in this position where it's like, what are their deadline moves? I, I think the Mets should sell. I mean, if you're going to – if you're on pace to be 20 games under 500, sell the fucking spare parts when you can. I mean, they're going to be selling low for a lot of these guys, but like – the the Mets specifically don't really have any prospects left. There's there's one like hot shot that they have who doesn't have a position at AAA, but they don't have any pitching that's like coming up the ready to help them. Like they should sell off some of these like Marte and Canna and the Yankees. Dude, should do the same about Lindor? Thing. What about fucking Lindor? That guy. Well, fucking... nobody. No, Lindor. Lindor's an all star this year. I mean, he's. He's hitting for power and he's driving in runs, so it's it's okay. He's 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 having he's having a good year. He just doesn't hit for average. And what are you going to do? You know, I mean, that's the baseball's not really like that anymore. It's it sucks to see, but it's whatever. It's a terrible contract. It's a bad contract. Yeah, he's but then they won't I mean, be able to move him. At some point, they're just going to like in a uh, he. There's no way he gets that full ten years out of it. He's in year two, I think, of that ten year contract. At Jesus. some point, Cohen's just going to have to eat that money. <laughs> Like like six years from now or whatever, they're gonna just it's just gonna be like, all right, Lindor is Lindor is done, and we're just gonna have to eat. In classic Mets fashion, we're gonna pay him million. right well after he's worth anything to anyone. Right, exactly. So, so that, that's just like so. Let's tie this up with a bow and say that this team is no different than any other Mets team we've seen <laughs> since fucking <laughs> the dawn of time. Is Lindor yep. related to Bobby Bonilla? <laughs> they just have the same agent. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> there you go. Uh, all right. Well, before we move on, do you, is there anything you guys would want to see at the trade deadline for the Yankees? Is there anything that could possibly happen for them? I mean, the only like if, if the only big move, I guess the thing is, I don't I don't follow closely enough to know who's going to potentially be available at the trade deadline. Obviously, Otani, his name's been floated around. If they could get someone like him, any team could change their... But the Angels might not even, you know, they might they're try not and trade him. run with him. They're not going to yeah. trade Because the, the thing is that they're not... They're, you're, a team is going to have to give up so much to get him, uh, mm-hmm. and there's no guarantee that they're going to be able to keep him if they trade for him. So if, if you have Otani as a rental, you'd have to like clean out your farm system and give up major assets... To get a guy like there's like four teams in baseball that could sign him. It's the Mets, the Dodgers, the Yankees, um, and maybe like the Giants, I guess. But that's it. There's what other teams have enough money? You gonna have to pay that guy fifty million dollars. L.A. A would rent him. L.A. would totally rent him. The the from what I hear, the Dodgers are gonna get him no matter what. Like he's gonna stay in L.A. Like. He just doesn't want to play for the fucking Angels anymore. Who could blame him? You know. Right, right. I mean, but, he's, in, he's in the shadow of the greatest player of all time, so right. it's tough. The the hmm. u- unanimous greatest player of all time, who we all agree, Mike Trout, 
the greatest baseball player ever. And if you disagree with that, you just don't know baseball. You're not a friend of the show. That's not a friend of the show. Yeah. (laughs) So, uh, all right. Shall we move on to basketball boys? Absolutely. Must. If a lot of our listeners are wondering, basketball's over. The draft already happened. What are you guys going to be talking about? Well, That's, honestly, I was kind of wondering something similar <laughs> too, but here we are. <laughs> it's Adam's favorite sport, basketball. <laughs> uh, so before we start, uh, this is actually something interesting to to bring up, Matt, because everything that you just said, though sarcastic, there is a lot of truth to it. Because when we were growing up, maybe not growing up, but when we were about teenagers, football took center stage and football became something that people talked about. 365 days a year. It it was beyond just football season. You would talk about literally OTAs would start. People would talk about what's going on at the training camps, who looks good Mm -hmm. in camp, who's holding out. NFL free agency agency. draft. Who's on the Madden cover? Right. You know, it's still happening. It's still a big deal. But I think in the last couple of years, the NBA has sort of passed it. The NBA now is the 365 a day year. Um, uh, sport, uh, uh, league. I don't know, man. I just, I look, dude, as soon as I saw that list, I got bored. (laughs) The player list, still think that was a list of a bunch of people I couldn't give a fuck about. What don't spoil, don't spoil the bit. We're having a conversation here, Adam. Oh, all right. Uh, So you think that the NFL offseason is still more, still has more firepower than the NBA offseason? The NFL, it seems like it does shut off. It's like turned off now. You have like, it turns off, then you got the draft, and then it kind of is off again. And we haven't really heard much. Like what, the one story was around um, Stefan Diggs, maybe not. Yeah. Yeah, you have a little bit. Not really much going on. I think the NBA has caught up in terms of the offseason season. not spectacle, but the offseason now being a, a priority for, you know, ESPN and the rest of the all, the sports media. They, they do care more about the basketball offseason than ever before. You, you have the G League. You have a lot of goings on. Yeah, I agree. I think I think that the, a big part of it is that now the NBA is just kind of like the cool sport again. Um, it's it's got so much influence in pop culture these guys are sort of singular stars because the NBA, there's only five guys on the court per team and you get to see their faces and they're when you watch a game, you can obviously see who the best person on the floor is. Whereas in the NFL, it's like, I I still always think about this. How, how do you know who's a good guard or tackle? I I don't, I just hear somebody say it to them. But right. This is the point. There are positions on the field with the NFL where you're just kind of like, how do I know that this person is actually good at this? You know? Usually it'll be if if Tony Romo. Oh, mentions them a lot or what usually. Usually it would be if Tony Romo mentions them a lot or. Back in the day when we all played Madden, if they were like a not. Ninety five or better. That's how you knew who was going to be a word for it. Pro football focus. 
Right. That's the thing. So yeah, I, and you're hundred percent right. I knew, I knew who the good offensive linemen were from Madden. I never yeah. knew it from somebody. And even still the, to this day, it's like, I think when I was younger, I kept tabs on some of the defensive players, but like now I just, I watch Sunday night football and like Chris Collinsworth is like that Fred Warner is one of the best <laughs> goddamn linebackers I've ever seen. And I'm like, Oh, Fred Warner. He's, he's the guy now he's, he's the, he's the big middle linebacker. And I, I, I just don't know from year to year, like who the high value players are where it's like where I sure. watch the NBA and I see Dame Lillard just like shooting from the logo. I'm like, well, that guy, nobody can stop him. You know, yeah, he's fucking kind of cleared. Right. So, um, all right. Well, that brings us to our game that we were going to play here with NBA free agency being the hot topic in the sports world until people start signing and the chips start falling. And let's take it a step beyond. It's not even necessarily just free agents. It's the NBA names of people that are potentially going to be moving in the offseason. There's a lot of chips that might get moved um, to to places that, you know, obviously we weren't necessarily expecting somebody like Zion Williamson uh, to be moved because he's 700 pounds. But uh, <laughs> <laughs> hard to move a guy like that. But, uh, you know, so there's a lot of names out in the ether right now, of people that might be changing scenery. And what we did was we took a list of some of the big names um, and we are going to each pick where we would like to see them end up. And this is not based on any sort of basketball fit or anything like that, really. I mean, you can have all sorts of reasons for why you'd want to see a player in a different place. Um, the cap doesn't matter. The trade that they might be put in doesn't matter. So if you're, you're putting them on a bad team and that team doesn't have the, the talent to send back to the other team, doesn't matter. We're just taking the pl- the players that we want and putting them in the place that we want them to see. As long as you can make a case for it, no matter what it is, we're here for it. So shall we get started with our first name, gentlemen? Absolutely. Okay. Dame Lillard is the first name on this list. Um, and I'll go first here. This was actually, I did think about this from like a basketball standpoint because I'm a big Dame fan. He's one of my favorite players. Um, because he is one of the few guys who at least has the public image that he, uh, is like a really like bad dude. Like he, he wins games. He, he plays big in the playoffs. He's a gamer. Um, he's really tried to make it work in Portland, which is so respectable. And now it's time to see him try to play for a contender. So I, I think the only place that he fits, and this is the place that, Seems to be the likely landing spot from everything I keep hearing. <clears throat> All jokes aside, uh, Miami Heat. Um, it just seems like a perfect fit for him because he is. It just it's a place where I think he would fit in. Him and Butler just being fucking like total dogs together. Um, I would hate to play them as a as a Knicks fan. I, I don't want to see the Knicks play a team with Dame Lillard and Jimmy Butler, but. You know, I want Dame to win a ring, and I do kind of feel like that might be the best place for him. So that was my pick. You know, I didn't have anything too entertaining or insightful for Dame, so I'm going to second what you said, Mikey. Right on. Adam, you know who Dame Lillard is, right? Right, right. (laughs) So I kind of took an interesting take on this one because I don't really care about Dame Lillard. Okay. And you did say that in the group, we could kind of do whatever we wanted here. 
Yeah, it's Let's a natural relate to basketball. So instead of Dame Lillard, I'm going to talk about where I'd want to see Dame Judy Dench go. <laughs> All right. <laughs> and that's the 76ers as a center. <laughs> All right, Adam, not understanding the bit. <laughs> Love to see it. That's sports group, right, boys? You're not going to get that sort group. of you're not going to get that sort of take anywhere else. That's a once in a that's a once in the world take. All right, <laughs> you're getting it for free here, Mikey. That's right. Um, all right, next name on the list, we got Zion Williamson. Um, I have him going to the Knicks because I want to see him on the Knicks. Uh, frankly, um, he is Why? very fat because I just <laughs> he he was <laughs> he just seems like a fucking disappointment waiting to happen. No, dude, he's so That's good why he's he going plays. to the Knicks. <laughs> right. It just seems like this is what I'm saying, Mikey. This is like you as a fan. You you fall for this bullshit. And then, then I guarantee you in two years, we're going to be talking about how disappointed and how shitty it is to see the Knicks watch because Zion Williamson sucks. This is like, dude, I remember when I talked to you about the Lindor contract, you were like at the first, at the beginning, you're like, I don't know. Lindor's pretty good. And I'm like, you just fucking wait and see. I know how this is going to turn out. This is that- so I'm calling it right now. Zion Williamson is going to the Knicks. And, and, and now that we have this recorded, we could see Mikey excited about it. Just so we know that two years later, we're going to be having this conversation about how the Knicks fucking blow. If, Episode if, 145 of Sports Group <laughs> titled Mike Crying About Zion Again. <laughs> the, the Mike Crying About Zion Chronicles. He uh first off, his contract is not like a Lindor contract. I believe he's he's in year two of a four-year contract. So at at the worst, if it doesn't work out, the Knicks just have to stomach through it for three years. And honestly, what's what's another three years of the Knicks sucking? I mean I could do that with my uh, standing on my ear. Yeah. Right. Um, But if it pays off, uh, it's awesome because he's awesome when he's, when he's on the court. There's a lot of people that are speculating that he just wants to get the hell out of new Orleans. So he's like purposely like kind of like what Barkley did when he got drafted uh, by the Sixers. Like he didn't want to go there at first. So he just tried Mm. to eat himself out of the draft and the Sixers were like, we're drafting (laughs) you anyway. We don't care. And then he got fat and he he kind of couldn't play his rookie year until Moses Malone helped him get into shape. And then the rest is history. So if Zion is in a place where he just, you know, is more kind of locked in, it kind of seems like he always wanted to be a Nick. Uh, I think he was rooting for it. All these interviews that he's given, he's he's talked about like wanting to play at the garden and all that. So I I do kind of think that maybe that's a factor here that he's just kind of like, you know, fat on purpose. It's just like, fuck it. I don't care. I don't want to play for New Orleans. Uh, you know, trade me, whatever. New York now, does have one of the better vegan food scenes in the country, too. So that that could be helpful. It's true. And it's a walking city. Is so. he vegan? No, but no, he he's not to vegan, be. Adam. <laughs> Look at wow. him. You think he's vegan? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I don't know. He's so heavy that he, he breaks it's, through shoes. Listen. Listen, if he was, I'd respect the hell out of it. <laughs> you know how much ca- ca- fried cauliflower you need to eat oh. to get to be that size? No, man, not vegan. But I would love to see him on the Knicks. Uh, I really do. I think he was supposed to go there. It, it was it was, it was, was destiny. It was supposed to happen. So I would love to see it actually happen. Um, Matthew? I wouldn't mind that, but I picked uh, two potential landing spots. 
for our pudgy king, Zion Williamson. Uh, I, I'm saying either Miami or L.A. Um, I think he'd be a really good culture fit in both of those places. Not yep. not on the teams, of course, because Jimmy Butler and LeBron James would not tolerate that sort of laziness. So yeah, he wouldn't be yeah. a good culture fit on the teams. He'd be a good culture fit in the cities because those are the two porn capitals of the United States. And if there's one thing we can say about Zion Williamson definitively, he loves himself some porn stars. Yeah. Uh, And that whole situation with him and the porn star seems like a clear exploitation. I know that. Cut out. Yeah. Yeah, we lost you. Oh, no. Sorry, guys. Hold He's on. frozen. Oh, you're back. Yeah, that whole thing with that porn star seems like it, it. it's beyond scandal at this point. She just seems like it's like out in the open that she's trying to like extort him from everything I've seen. So, but she's I, know, pregnant? I mean, I don't know if she's actually pregnant, but she's just like she's taking to social media and she's just doing all this like uh, she's like getting his name tattooed on her stomach and stuff like that. Uh it's just Are they dating getting, or not? I know. I think he was like fucking around with her. He's an NBA guy. They all fuck around. Whatever. I don't see it as a scandal as long as it was consensual. But what's right, the scandal? Yeah. I, so then what's the scandal? I don't get what the scandal is. It, it's not that it was even really a scandal. It's just kind of publicly looked bad that he, he made this like announcement that he was having uh, a kid with his like. Oh, so he's having a kid. He's having a kid with, with somebody else. Yes. Oh, Oh, okay. There, okay, there okay. are allegedly two women who are pregnant. Gotcha. But only one of them is his like girlfriend, and the other one is some porn star. But okay, so, so some, he's having two kids. Some might say he was we'll cheating. See. Right. <laughs> but that is that a tradable offense? I don't know. No, no I, if I it would gets take him to that. New York, fine. You know, listen, that's you could deal with that. That's so much less of a problem if you're in shape. Also, how is he? Keeping, how is he even keeping up with a porn star when he's that fat? You know what I mean? Have you guys seen Mariah Mills movies? I mean, I not. Well, listen, I think you got to be in pretty good shape to handle all that. That's all I'll say. Yeah. Yeah. All right, Adam, you're up for Zion. Yep. Uh, see, I didn't fucking pick anything for him. He's boring <laughs> as fuck. Did you do you do any work on this show? <laughs> do you, can yeah, the bare right. minimum, like the women in I, my life, can you do with the bare minimum? <laughs> where where do you think? I don't care where he goes. He's not going to do anything anyway. He's just going to be injured the whole time he's there. Fair point. Do nothing. It doesn't matter. He could go anywhere. He could he go the best team or the worst team. He's doing the same thing on it. It just so you're asking me what colors I'd like to see him wear, and what city you'd like to see him in, Minnesota. Because, may, because maybe you could have a comedic angle. God forbid, Minnesota. Any reason? No. <laughs> <laughs> okay. All right. Well, moving on. Uh, Kyrie Irving, Matt, you want to go first on this one? Yeah, I'm hoping, honestly, that uh, Kyrie stays on the Mavs. 
mm-hmm. and he plays in Dallas because I looked it up. Uh, Dallas is only about a three-hour drive from Austin, which is where Joe Rogan and Alex Jones both live. Yeah. So I think there's a pretty good chance we'll get a classic conspiracy podcast if he stays in Dallas because he'll get that suspended again for some reason. So of course, yeah, he'll talk about you know one world government run by Jewish space lasers, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. <laughs> and then bam. Yeah. Adam, I assume you have nothing. So I'll just go. <laughs> no, uh, I, I, uh, I would like to see uh, Kyrie Irving on the rockets of Ningbo, China. <laughs> they won four games last year and they need a point guard. Get him out of here. I'm fucking <laughs> tired of them. I know that he can still play, I guess. Uh, I don't, I, 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 I would love, I, I wonder what the league is going to be like when he's out of the league. I can't wait. I cannot wait to go back to a time. But that's, that's, where, that's why the NBA kind of sucks now. There's just a lot of these guys that you're like, they're, they're, they're superstars or whatever, but they're not interesting to watch play. They just, they're annoying. No, I think Kyrie is very interesting to watch play. I think that he's annoying. I think that's why he's it's a catch 22 because he is so talented, but like, I can't handle him off the court, man. Like I cannot, I, I, I really don't. If he's in LA man, which is uh, like extremely possible from what I'm hearing, uh, there is just going to be so much media following him around, waiting for him to say just the most asinine shit. And it's just going to be sound bite after sound bite every week of something that has nothing to do with basketball and everything to do with, you know, uh, uh, child pornography rings and God, who knows what he's talking about. All right. I mean, well, yeah, he's he's out of his mind. <laughs> no longer uh, a friend of the show. After not this a friend episode. of the show. No. Uh, moving on, we got Chris Middleton. Um, I just have him staying in Milwaukee. He's a boring superstar. He should play in a boring city. Hundred percent. I wrote uh, next to Middleton. I don't know. I don't even know who he is. <laughs> All right, <laughs> Adam doing less of the bare minimum. Can't even look up a name, <laughs> dude. You could tell this segment. I don't. I just couldn't care about the segment. Oh, I know, and it's only half the show. <laughs> I. It's. It was. You should see what you I got for the next. You could have said no. Yeah, <laughs> uh, yeah. Uh, all you right. guys, but you guys came to me so excited about it. I didn't want to upset you. No, you just didn't get back to us until. I think he's Mike is more upset recording. Now. Oh, really? <laughs> uh, we have Draymond Green as the next name. You know who he is, right, Adam? Yeah. Why don't you go Do first I know on Draymond? Who he is. Where would I want to see Draymond go? I see the, the here's the here's why it doesn't really I don't think he's going to be relevant next year unless he stays on. The, do you think I, he seems like he's kind of on his way out? He is, but it depends on what kind of production you want out of him. Um, do you if he was right, he's like he's a role player be, now? Yeah, he's he's a very good defensive player still, uh, but he's not going to score more than like 10 to 12 points a game. Um, but you're not going to sign him to do that. You're going to sign him for like, like a culture upgrade, which is why mm-hmm. I have him going to Detroit, even though it's never going to happen. Uh, I would love to see him go home. Uh, he's Michigan State guy. 
I think that him going to like a young developing Pistons team who's just been just horribly irrelevant for a decade. Um, be nice. Toughen those kids up a little bit. Get Cade Cunningham, uh, punch him in the face at practice and, you know, let's, uh, let's, let's get some toughness back in, uh, in basketball city, you know? Yeah, that's, uh, that's not a bad landing spot. I'm hoping that he goes to, uh, Washington so that he can beat up Jordan Poole again. <laughs> you know, I actually had that in my mind. I was like, I was like, maybe there's a chance that those two can get together again. He just follows Poole for the rest of his career. Just, you know, Poole runs, runs his mouth and just gets <laughs> traded because he's fucking annoying. And then, uh, he just follows him like a ghost. He just pops up and yeah. he's like, I'm back, motherfucker. And he just punches like, him. Like a shadow hanging over him. Yeah. Uh, I mean, that 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 shit that he allegedly said is crazy. Like the, the, yeah. the things he was saying to Draymond in that clip, uh, that Cameron clip, it's yeah. like Jordan Poole has the mind of a 16-year-old. Like I was insulting people that way when I was but in high school. he's pretty young, right? He's 24. He's not that young. young. When I was 24, that's I was not saying young. I was not saying to people I didn't like I fuck more bitches than you. Like that's yeah. that's that is a very high school insult. You might have, I don't know. No, we knew each other at 24. We we weren't doing that. Yeah, we I weren't mean, that bad. I was insulting we, people recklessly, no doubt about it, but it, it was it was on a more it was a higher level. Yeah. I, I'd like to think. It was art. Yeah. I I I hope so. Yeah. Uh, all right, why would Draymond wonder- punch him in the face for that? That's just kind of funny. If someone said that to me, I would just laugh at that. Well, the, the, <laughs> uh, according to Cameron, who said this on his sports show, which we have no idea what the sourcing is on this and if it's even true, or if Cameron's just being hilarious. <laughs> we're quoting, we're quoting a very, a very unreliable source right now. <laughs> but and the, speculating the, further. <laughs> he said that the, the last thing that, that he said in the, um, the last straw was that. Uh, Jordan Poole said to him when they were running sprints, he was like, I don't know what you're, what you're running for. Uh, or no, he said, uh, he, no, 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 no. He said, uh, I don't know why your Twitter handle is, uh, is like, it has money in it because you're going to be playing in Sacramento next year. And, and Draymond punched him in the face for that. I don't know. I mean, like, I don't love violence, but you can only run your mouth for so long, you know? But why was he running his mouth? And- Fuck around and find out moment, you know? I think he was just shit talking because Jordan Poole got paid last year. Um, he mm. got this like uh, big contract before the season started. And I think, you know, the Warriors are kind of in this weird place where you have Clay Thompson and Draymond and like those guys are kind of they're getting old and their contracts are about to be up. So it's unclear whether or not they're going to stay or go or, if the, you know, and Jordan Poole they got could. paid. They could rebuild a whole new team around Steph. Not for crazy long though. Steph's old too. Not like old old, but, but Steph's they in can his use early it, like he's he's a, a still has you know very usable. Of course, but that, that doesn't mean that you. I mean, at some point you got because they're going to lose Draymond. They got rid of Pool. Steph's going to retire as a warrior, but uh, at a certain point, I also don't know that they can like. You're a couple years away from not being able to like build around him as your best guy. I I think probably. Well, they Maybe could bring not. in a better. Know, a Maybe shooter. they could bring in a number one, and he could be the shooter. But that's the thing. So you have to you'd have to clear the space. You couldn't have Draymond uh, on a max deal, right? And right. Then also play pay Clay. 
you know, you, you have these three guys that are the core of this team kind of getting older at the same time. So that's what the whole commotion was about. So people now feel like obviously they traded pool. They picked Draymond. So I think that most people are assuming that he's probably going to go back to the, to the warriors. I think the only other feasible place for him would be Dallas from what I'm hearing uh, with like cap space. And I don't know if Kyrie's going to actually end up there. So I guess we'll see. Um, but we have one more name on this list before we take a break and move on to some football stuff. Um, a, a, a name that Adam surely has never heard in his life. Uh, <laughs> I actually did hear this name. <laughs> Austin Reeves. Yeah. Uh, Lakers, Lakers. Lakers cult hero. There you That's go. right. So I have Austin Reeves playing in Utah and I had Boston as an honorable mention. He fits in Utah. White players that are mm-hmm. fringe superstars have to play in white cities. Otherwise, they don't get their proper respect. John Stockton in Exhibit A, if he played in Chicago or if he played in uh, Philadelphia, that guy is not even thought of as one of the great point guards of all time. But because he was in Utah and a whole city backs him, he's the man. Yeah, Utah, Phoenix. Yeah, Phoenix, another that Phoenix is great too. If there was a team in Seattle, that would be another great place to put him. But maybe uh, yeah, maybe yes. they can have a an expansion team in like Erie, Pennsylvania. And yeah, can go there. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah, right. Or Kentucky or something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Lexington, you know. Lexington, they're like basketball that. crazy. Did so you guys I just I, I do like Austin Reeves, and I think he could make a difference somewhere. But I like your reasoning, Mikey. I'm just going to stick with stick with what you went with, Matt. You got yeah. anything? Uh, no, I'll stick with that because I, I can't think of too many other like uh, irreverent uh, small cities that he could go to. Excellent. So we're all aligned on Utah. I love to hear it. Yeah. What about what about Harden though? Wasn't Harden on the list? Oh, I did skip Harden. You're right. Yeah. Adams. What about this? Him. If Austin Reeves goes to Utah, we take a group trip out to Utah and watch him <laughs> watch him play. I would consider that. And we got to stay in a shitty hotel. They're all shitty. It's Utah. Right, right. We got to have a real Yo, Utah time. Yeah. Utah has a hotel that's like $3,500 a night. Really? Yeah, it's called Amangiri. Look it up. <laughs> I'll check it out during the break. Yeah. Uh, let's close out with Harden, who I completely forgot about. I'm sorry, Matt. I hope he, uh, winds up in Chicago so that that way I could just like maybe wind up at the same strip club as him one night. And, uh, I can kind of like just coast off of the energy that he creates. I like it, Adam. Uh, I'm going to say he goes back to Houston. Mm-hmm. There's speculation that that might happen. Um, and there's no speculation for my pick, but I would love to see him in Atlanta. Um, it's perfect for him. He can go, he can get 30 a night. Uh, it is the strip club capital of the world, obviously. Um, I don't know how he has thoughts of going anywhere else in his mind, to be honest. I know there's no state tax in Texas, but does he not know Atlanta exists? Like, has anybody told him <laughs> that like this this is this magical place for him that that uh, he's a, a match made in heaven for? I I don't understand it. It's a good point. Yep. 
All right. Well, I think we've uh, beaten this dead horse as long as we could. Um, so, Adam, you satisfied? Uh, you, you feel like we can move on? I know you're basketball crazy, I mean, Adam. 17,000 players we got to pick here. It's <laughs> like a lot of names. Six, That's so. a lot of names, Mikey. <laughs> uh, all right. We're going to take a quick break. And when we come back, uh, we have a classic Al Michaels big gaping hole of the week. And we have parlay picks. So stick around. Okay. It's Al Michaels. Big gaping hole for Sanders. Big gaping hole. How do you know it's five yards and three inches of the week? It's the stupidest thing in sports. It's time to get gaped. All right. Well, we're back on the sports group. uh, And now we move to a subject that Adam does care about, which is uh, assault and battery. Um, Tyreek Hill. (laughs) Anti, anti. (laughs) Tyreek Hill, he's at it again, boys. <laughs> uh, he is. He got picked up in Florida. He got into a, 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 a physical altercation with a 57-year-old man um, at a marina in Hanover. Um, he. This is not the first time that he's been in trouble for beating the shit out of somebody. Um, he last time did it to his wife and child or his girlfriend and child. Um so let's start before we actually talk about Tyreek, who obviously has the big gaping hole of the week. But um, why on earth? This is the thing. I know he's a star, but the NFL really just doesn't seem to have any kind of answer to these guys that just are like, it's like MMA fighters. They're they're thrown out into the world and they're just because their business is to literally hit or get hit by people. Um, and the NFL just doesn't have a cap on like aggravated assaults. If you have this many assaults, you're just not allowed to play in the NFL anymore. I don't know why that is. Is that, am I, am I tripping to think that that would be a possibility? So I've, I've thought about this policy, Mike, and let me know which one of these sounds fair to you. And I think these are good options for us. So we could have a three strikes and you're out policy. You beat the shit out of three people and then it's no more. Or, and I like this one, four and it's the door. (laughs) So if you beat the shit out of now, we'll we'll cap it at four people. Three, you're really coming close to the edge. Four, it's okay. We thought the third time you'd learn your lesson, but now it's four. You're out. And then my last name for this policy is how about 10? And if you do it one more time, you'll never play again, which is actually an 11 <laughs> beat the shit out of person policy. So 11, the policy 11 strikes and you're out. Yes. <laughs> the consequences have to rhyme. Right. Right. Obviously. Adam's yeah. thinking like a marketer. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, you, you need every rule should be fun. <laughs> Yeah, well, even the ones about aggravated assault. At least, yeah. Adam, at least you have a policy. So you're better right. than Roger Goodell, right? Um, yeah, I don't know. I mean, I guess we could say at, at least he's not beating up a woman or a child this time. This time. So he's, I guess. Well, what about next time? Well, because so he here's already the thing. has. If it can no, but here's the thing: if it if it continues like this, it's going to become even more problematic once again, 
right? So it was uh, woman, child, both very bad. Yes. Then it was older person, bad, but not as but bad. But not that old. Right. That's so if it keeps thing. trending the same way, I fear that Tyreek Hill at some point could push an 80 year old down the stairs. Or God right. forbid a dog. Older. Right. Yeah. I mean, as take we, my wife as, and kids, but not the dog. Right. As we learned from Michael Vick, you touch a dog, you're in deep shit. Tyree Kill out of jail uh, for multiple assaults. Michael Vick did multiple years. Now, there's yep. no defending what Vick did. It's horrible. But Tyree Kill is a menace. Yes. <laughs> I, it's crazy to me, man, that he just well, kind of like that the NFL has so many of these guys that are still. I mean, Richie Incognito had so many of those incidents and still got to play for several years. The Raiders were just like, we'll take him, you know, uh, and it didn't make any difference. Uh, and the NFL just kind of like, I, I mean, I, I think that they for the Watson situation with the sexual misconduct, I guess let's call it. I think they at least made some kind of move and it seemed like Goodell wanted to really, uh, you know, throw the hammer down on him but like i don't know man it, i just think it's bad for the nfl to have this reputation as like the 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 prison league in a lot of ways like guys that are guys that are going to fucking if you see them in the street they could hurt you you know right. yeah well what's even weirder about tyreek is he the way he carries himself on the field like he you think he's having fun out there yes he's got charisma and then he's getting into multiple incidents off the field, beating up, beating this shit out of 57 year old men and his girlfriend and kid. Yeah. This reminds me of the time that when Antonio Brown, that first game, he came back after he was gone after he had those allegations of sexual assault or, or whatever they were. And he came out onto the field and I forget who was announcing the game, but they said, and uh, here comes Antonio Brown he back and uh there's a lot of controversy about this victims rights groups are very upset <laughs> and i was like i couldn't believe they said that shit in the game like on yeah. tv but i guess it was just such a big deal they had to mention it but so i, I think allow these people to keep playing but the announcers have to like almost drag them through the mud like they gotta yeah. they gotta like when they show Tyreek's stats for the year it's got to be like 80 catches, 1,200 yards, nine touchdowns, and two assault charges. And they put like, an asterisk next to his name? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> asterisk. Did, they should did do this. punch a 57-year-old in the face. Yeah. Right, you should be shamed. Wife and son. Like, they, they should just do this across sports. So, like, when McGregor comes out, they'll yeah. have his record. Like, 26 and 6, 10 KOs, also been accused of sexual misconduct. 12 times right our fights 50 times you know whatever it may be yeah yeah let these I guys like it, Matt. yeah let just we'll make up some new stats that's what it's all about stats because that was the whole issue with watson too they were trying to figure out how you address it like, how do you not bring it up on tv how do you not right. say like all right it's week seven and he's he's been instated from that horrifying sexual misconduct. yeah right like <laughs> he's throwing the and I can't believe it. He's throwing the ball. Wow. Yeah, it's like, insane. Because, I mean, you think about it. That is it, a good like, point, Mikey. 
Like, uh, did you ever hear the audio of uh, it was when Mixon was Joe Mixon was still in, in I believe it was Joe Mixon was still in college and he had some sort of aggra- ag- aggravated sexual assault um, uh, allegation against him. I don't I don't know if he was convicted of it. I You froze. Yeah. God, I'm about to lose it on this thing. <laughs> You're back now. Yeah. Mixon had some sort of... Ag- no, it's my computer, I think. Uh, Mixon had some sort of aggravated sexual assault uh, allegation against him, and Musburger sort of mentioned it and said something along the lines of like, well, like everybody deserves second chances, and I'm glad that this guy seems to have straightened out his, his act. And then I guess there was a lot of Twitter backlash while he was live on the air about him saying like uh, all the stuff about Mixon. And he had to make a statement about that during the game. And the statement was like, listen, folks, uh, I don't I don't condone the horrible behavior if it was true. But everybody in America deserves a second chance. And, and we're glad to see him, you know, cleaning up his act and out there playing football. It's just like such an uncomfortable thing. And I mean, like. Yeah, people make mistakes and you're going to have uncomfortable moments like that, but it seems there seem to be a lot of uncomfortable moments in the NFL. <laughs> you know? <laughs> yeah, I, I mean, listen, many people deserve a second chance. Yes. Most of those people that deserve a second chance are not ones who commit assault against women. Yeah. Uh I don't know that that's ever really, you know, Hard to root for a guy after that, you know? Yeah, I mean, honestly, it's uh oh god, it's it's bad. So it's like now are we in the position well, what if he's on where, your fantasy team though? Well, yeah, right. <laughs> are we uh talking about a year, conflict of interest, huh? This year we we may try to field a fantasy team of only the worst of the worst players in uh, You could do the it. NFL. You, you could, it's probably you a could, winner, sadly. <laughs> it is. Watson is your QB one. Mixon is your running back. Tyreek is your wide receiver one. Um, you can't really draw, draft offensive linemen in fantasy. But remember, there was that lineman who uh, he like essentially kidnapped his own girlfriend. He like locked her in the bathroom. He thought she was the quarterback. <laughs> I don't remember. <laughs> they, I don't remember they play, what they happened. Play a game. They play. That's like a weird game they play. Yeah, he had like some sort of break mental breakdown, he claimed, and he like locked his uh his girlfriend in the bathroom. I think but he wasn't a, he wasn't a star, so it did make the news. Mm-hmm. Even though oh look, Adam, he's getting ice cream delivered again. Yeah, he always has to get up in the middle of the podcast. This is the second time now. This is becoming a new bit. Right. It's oh, I gotta go do something, even though we're clearly working, Michael. Adam has worked very hard preparing for this, Mike. And uh, I got to be honest, him and I are both pretty upset that you just walked away while he was in the middle of listening to whatever I said. So anyway, Matt, Zion who? I don't know who that is. (laughs) But yeah, Tyreek sucks. Uh, Any any athlete who does this sucks. Um, I try to avoid them in fantasy because I don't want to have to root for them. That's 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 about all I got. Roethlisberger, that was another one. Oh yeah, yeah. I mean he was Roethlisberger. Oh, if you're a quarterback, forget about it. A white quarterback, you could pretty much do whatever you want. 
Yeah, I mean, I I think that the maybe next week we do the all NFL, all scumbag team. Absolutely. Maybe we save it for closer to the the season. But yeah, yeah, yeah at some fantasy, point it'll be a fantasy draft. Yeah, 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 it's, yeah. we're going to be choosing and God, quarterback. We have so many from so many running different back eras. too. Yeah, there's Namath from back in the day. Probably wasn't great to women. You uh, have, <laughs> I mean, Roethlisberger yeah. for sure a scumbag. Ray yeah, Watson, Rice. Oh, Rice, Ray Rice. Is, yeah, Rice is the yeah. one. Okay, let's let's stop teasing this this great. Wow, yeah, yeah great bit. <laughs> also, we don't want to go over time. I mean, this could yeah. last three hours. Yeah, we're already getting up there. So, Matt, I think that it's time. I mean, you wanted to talk about nostalgia. What do you got for me, big man? All right, guys. So uh, I've been driving around Chicago. I'm seeing a lot of people graduating from school, from college, high school, kindergarten, all the above. Yeah. Uh, and what I've been seeing is uh, a lot of athletic competitions going on around the various parks. And uh, the reason for that is field day. Yes. Mm. I have seen from afar the joys of young people competing in fake sports. The kids Olympics field day. Uh, and it got me thinking, you know, I had some really fond memories when I was a kid of, uh, of field day, you know, you'd win medals. Do you guys remember that? Like you, you'd have, the, Oh yeah. Uh, you got the candy. Kid. Yeah. The kid who wasn't really a good athlete, but could like do good, like at Frisbee or something, you know, and right. Or eating a bunch of Oreos, like as many Oreos <laughs> as you could fit into your mouth. Those yeah. are competitions. That's, and that, you know, that's a real life skill in this day and age. Uh, I do it all the time. <laughs> you yeah. could monet. I think you could monetize anything out there. Oh, and if you're absolutely, if you, if you could shove more Oreos in your mouth than anyone else in the world, I bet you that's worth something. Have you worth ever a seen a like, thousand? It's not even a question. My 600 pound life, the people who, uh, they, so their subscribers tell them what to eat and then they live eat it. You know, those kids, right. those people do. They've things. eaten themselves into a career. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. That's uh, yeah. Eating Oreos much more of a valuable skill than winning the sack race. We'll, we'll say that. Yeah. Um, do you guys have any memories of field day when you were a kid? I had one where I was I was in the sack race where you you'd be uh, in a sack with another person, <laughs> and I remember uh just i was like probably third fourth grade something like that and i was super competitive at that point in my life and i just remember my partner not being able to keep up and we started falling behind so i just tackled the person next nice. to us and i was kicked out of field day i was uh to my knowledge the first person at my school ever kicked out of field day i was ejected a la malice at the palace uh kind of thing the and original I just up yeah, I, this was before. This was the nineties. Um, so yeah, I just wound up in the principal's office for the rest of the field day. It was sad. <laughs> Adam, yeah, I've actually got a memory. Um, fifth grade, it was field day, and we had a DJ there. And this happened to be the year that Shaggy's "It Wasn't Me" came out, and the DJ started Classic. playing it, and the teacher fucking flipped out on the DJ. <laughs> Really? made him change the song. Yeah. Was the teacher accused of cheating by her husband? I think it definitely hit hit a personal chord and she couldn't listen to it for personal reasons, but she tried to make it about the kids. Yeah, right. She was. A, <laughs> That's definitely Jeze what happened. Jezebel teacher. Yes. I don't know that I have any field day memories specifically. I remember field day 
every year and it was awesome. That was like the best day of the year. It's just Absolutely. a day that you got to kind of like fuck around with your friends. It was basically a nothing day. You don't have yeah. to learn. Ugh. Remember yeah. how bored, how shitty it was when you're like, fuck, I got to learn today. Ugh. Well, I mean, how much of that really relates to anything that you do in your life now, which is what they always told us. But, you know, you don't believe right. it until you're a full grown adult. And you have chat GPT and then you're like, wow, all these people were full of shit. Yeah. Just like they uh, they said we'd never have a calculator on us at all times. Look how wrong they were. Liars. Not only do I have a calculator on me at all times, I have a satellite in my pocket. How about that, you fucking old bitch? How about that, Miss Wood, you fucking dumbass? Yeah. Thanks for for preparing me for life. Do you guys ever get caught cheating? Uh, no. Uh... I don't think I ever have for real. I've been in situations. I don't think I have either. I got caught cheating at least once. At least once. Miss Torres, she ripped. I was I was like straight up copying homework. She ripped the paper off my desk. You meant cheating in school. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, we were talking about school. Yeah, my mind went elsewhere. Naturally. Uh, sorry. You, so yeah, you got caught cheating in school. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) I don't think I ever got caught cheating in school that I can remember, but maybe cheating was so hard back in the day in school. Like I remember I got real good at it. I honestly wish I did more of it. Yeah. Honestly, I do do too. For real. Absolutely. I remember me and uh, one of my friends, uh, him and I, we were like the two princes of cheating in the school. We would uh, we would steal answer keys from teachers. We would print them out on small pieces of paper, and then we would take off a wrapper of a, on a water bottle, and we would put it on the inside of the wrapper so that we could have the water bottle there, and we would know every answer for every question. And wow. I mean, if we would That's have put really that impressive. much, right? If we would have put that much effort into like actually trying, we, uh, we probably. I don't know. I, I think you I learned agree. a lot more. You learn you problem learn solving skills, Matt. That's true. Yes, you. But the the issue I think is I went into uh, mainly honest uh, forms of work as an adult. You know what I mean? Like I didn't really use what I learned. You're in, in your thirties, Matt. It's yeah. You could still you're just scam getting some started. People. Yeah, that's true. I could. It's yeah, not over I for could, you yet, Maddie. I could still be a scammer. Yeah, you will be a scammer. I oh. promise you, Matt. You will be a scammer. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, guys. <laughs> All right, boys. Shall we wrap up with our Howard How Howie Ratner no chance parlay? Oh my God! Shall we wrap it up with our Howard Ratner no shot parlay and get the hell out of here? Absolutely. Yes. All right. Who wants to go first this week? I'll go first. All right, Adam. Okay, I didn't want to do. I didn't want to do fucking cricket again. And I I couldn't find any good stats on on baseball. For betting, because oh yeah, by the way, my birthday is fucking tomorrow, um, and and just so happens that every team is off, but I'm gonna bet on tennis, and we are looking at Sebastian Baez versus Tommy Paul. Hmm. I'm taking Sebastian Baez at plus three seventy, and I'll tell you why. Tell us he's why. ranked because he's ranked thirtieth in the world, and he's only twenty two. Pretty young guy. Yep. It's only up from there. 
and he's playing number 15 in the world at plus 370. I'm liking those odds. Not bad. Is I he like uh, any any relation to Logan and Jake or? Uh... Oh, yes. Yeah. He's their dad. Because, <laughs> I mean, that would really uh, put him over the top for me. That'd make it a lock. So that's plus yeah. 370. Baez over Paul. Matthew, would you like to go next? Yeah, so uh, I'm going to venture to a sport that I know nothing about and I never have watched or followed or learned about. Um, But as you guys said, I'm still young, you know, it's never too late. So this week in Chicago, there is a NASCAR race. They're shutting down parts of the city. They've built a track. I think there's probably going to be uh, a lot of chaos wow. considering you can't see directly in front of you right now. But uh, yeah, <laughs> NASCAR is starting this thing that's called uh, the Street Race Series or something. And so I'm like, all right, something. NASCAR in where I live, uh, might as well bet on it, right? So I've yep. got Kyle Bush. Now here's here's my only dilemma here, Kyle Bush. I'm going to go with him because, uh, you know, his name is Bush. And I think Bush is now the official beer of NASCAR that uh, Budweiser went woke. So uh, uh, Kyle Bush, NASCAR's, uh, I think he's like a top five driver or something. So Kyle Bush, should I bet him top five finish at plus 110? Or should I bet him to just beat his nemesis, Chris Busher? Head to head, <laughs> minus one forty. Do I take Bush mm. over Busher or just Bush on his own? He's gonna win the head to head. Got to right. Got to. So we're gonna go with Bush to beat Busher at minus one forty. I love it, and also a member of the Bush family. Is that true? Well, Probably. yeah. Everyone else in his family is named Bush, so that's yeah. right. He's a okay. Bush. That's true. That's true. Yeah, yeah. All right. Uh, and my pick tomorrow, seven ten Eastern Standard Time. The Brewers at the Mets. At the time of recording this, there was no line yet, but it doesn't matter what the line is. Take the Brewers. <laughs> Bet it all on the Brewers, no matter what the money line ends up being, whether they're favorites, whether they're underdogs, it doesn't matter. The Mets won tonight, so they're about to lose seven in a row. So bet against the Mets for the next week. Bet the house. You'll quadruple your money. You'll have four doesn't houses. doesn't matter. Yeah, it does not matter what the line is. Just pick against the Mets and you will win. That's it. Hmm. All right. That's pretty strong. Um, so once again, here we are about to make our fans, our listeners, and ourselves a lot of money. So we're going to just say that that Mets game for the sake of argument is pick them. All right. Okay. That's so fine. we've got a plus 370 Baez over Paul, a minus 140 Bush over Busher, and a plus 100 Brewers at Mets. That means when all three hit, $100 is going to bring us back $1,511.43. You got to love wow. that. And we're, gotta love that. we haven't won one of these at all yet, right? Have we won? Um, no. Well, not. I not, mean, when you put it like that, way. 
When you put it like that, no, no, we haven't. <laughs> Damn. That's right. All right, boys. Well, another great week of work, uh, other than Adam. And uh Hey, it's my birthday tomorrow though, so great. Okay. Uh I'm at Mike Coscarelli on all social <laughs> platforms. <laughs> At it's Adam Foster, and uh, I'm at Matt Lajeski. And uh, guys, it's been a pleasure as always. As always, all right, guys. We will see you next Wednesday. Until then, keep on sports grouping, bitch. <laughs> <laughs>